Hey, welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me today as we continue talking about did Jesus claim to be God. Now, this is right out of my latest book, Discovering the Real Jesus, which is available from Amazon and also from our website at eddiehyatt.com, and I will provide links to it. It is a very important and timely book for this day and hour in which we live. It will affirm your faith, it will equip you to defend your faith, and it will challenge, if you have agnostic, unbelieving family and friends, it will challenge their unbelief, and I believe God will use it to bring people to faith in Him. And so, again, we're talking, uh, we're sharing from chapter 9 of the book, which is called, Did Jesus Claim to Be God? Now, we're talking about both implicit and explicit claims. We're looking first at the implicit claims. Now, implicit claims are things that he did, apart from saying, I am God, he did things that only God would do. And last week, we were talking about how he forgave people's sins. And, and he was criticized. It got him in trouble with the religious leaders because they were saying, who does this man think he is? He's blaspheming by telling people their sins are forgiven. Well, they were right that only God could forgive sins, but they were wrong in not realizing that Jesus was, as the Son of God, he was God incarnate, God in the flesh, God in human form, with the power and the authority to forgive sins. And there is... Uh, there is one situation, well, it, it was the one that they let down through the roof. And this is something that I did not share yesterday when I told that uh, story of the four f friends who, who took their paralytic friend and because they couldn't get through the door, the, because the crowd would not move, it was crowded in and around the house where Jesus was teaching. They went up on the roof, took some of the tiles off and let their friend down in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to this person, he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. And when the, the, the religious leaders who were there, they began to complain in their hearts, not out loud, but say, this man is blaspheming. How can forgive sins but, but God alone? And so Jesus knew what they were thinking. So then he said to them, knowing what they were thinking. He said, which is easier to say, your sons be forgiven you, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk? Well, of course, it's easier to say your, your sins be forgiven you because there's no way of knowing if, if this has happened or not. But if you say, take up your bed and walk to a triple, a bedfast paralytic, then uh, that's more difficult to say because now we can see if there's any authority in your words or not. So Jesus said to them, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you or to say, arise, take your bed and walk? He says, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, he turns to the paralytic and says, take up your bed and walk. And the man who was paralytic that his friends had to carry him there, he rose up completely well. 
rolled up his bed and went on his way. And there was the proof. Proof is in the pudding, they say. There was the proof that Jesus had the authority to forgive sins because he also had the authority to say, take up your bed and walk. And if he could say, take up your bed and walk, and the man was healed, then that proves that when he said, son, your sins are forgiven you, that that was also true. Wow. Well, today I want to talk to you about another implicit claim that Jesus made to his godhood, and that is the fact that he accepted worship. Now, we all know that only God is to be worshipped. It's very interesting when you, you remember uh, Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. Uh, this was right after his baptism by John the Baptist at the very beginning of his ministry, 30 years of age. And during his time of, of prayer and fasting in the wilderness for 40 days, because when he experienced the temptations of Satan, and one of the temptations was Satan, he took him up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and, and told Jesus that he would deliver all of these into his hands. And yes, he had the authority to do this because th this is a whole different area, but bear with me just a moment. Even in the New Testament, now Satan is a defeated foe. There's no question about that. But apparently, our first parents, Adam and Eve, whom God gave them authority in the earth, apparently they turned that over to Satan by listening to his lies. And even in the New Testament, Satan is called, Paul calls him the God, little g, the God of this world. And Jesus even called him, and I think it's John 15, he called Satan the prince of this world. Now, he, again, he is a defeated foe. But I'm saying these things to show that this temptation was legitimate. Satan showed him all the kingdoms of this world. Now, we know that Jesus, through his death and resurrection, he, de he defeated Satan. And we have authority over Satan and demons. And there, is, and there is coming a time when what is already a reality, what is a present reality, will be fully consummated in the future. When, as it says in the book of Revelation, that the kingdoms of this world will be the, become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Messiah, of Jesus Christ. So, the point I'm wanting to make is when, when Satan took him up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world, this was actually before his death and resurrection, and he said, all of these are given into my hands, and he said, I will give them all to you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus quoted, Jesus overcame Satan with the same weaponry that you and I must overcome him with, the written word of God. With each temptation, Jesus said, it is written. And in this temptation, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 6.13, and this is in Matthew 4, verse 10. And Jesus said to Satan, "You shall it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Wow. 
It's interesting that what Jesus would not offer to Satan, he allowed people to offer to him. That is, he allowed people to bow down before him with reverence and honor and worship him. Let me give you an example. Matthew 14, verses 25 through 30, records such an incident. And it's when Jesus came walking to the disciples on the water early one morning, the fourth watch of the night, which would have been sometime between 3 and 6 a.m. And they were out in a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Now, Sea of Galilee, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a quite large body of water. At its largest place, it's nine miles across it. Nine miles across it. That's a good-sized lake. And it's 30 miles long. 30 miles long, nine miles wide at its uh, widest width. And so they were making little progress. The Bible says the wind was against them. And so it would have been dark. And Jesus came walking to them on the water, and they were frightened. And, uh, and Jesus called out and said, don't be afraid. It is I. Literally, the Greek, he said, don't be afraid. I am. And Peter called out and said, Lord, if that is you, he wasn't sure. He said, if that's you, bid me. The Greek word means command. Command me. Because by this time, he knew there was or in Jesus's words of authority, words of command. He said, command me to come to you on the water. And the voice spoke back. Huh. So Peter left the safety of the boat, got out and he stepped out on the water. And lo and behold, he went walking on the water towards Jesus. What an incredible miracle. However, the Bible says he saw the wind boisterous. He got distracted. By, by the by the wind and the waves. And, and he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink, which is a lesson to all of us. When you go through the storms of life, don't, don't take your eyes off Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Well, he started sinking. He started going down. But he had enough sense to, to cry out to the Lord, Lord, save me. And the Bible says that Jesus reached out and grabbed him. Now, I'm not sure what what the uh, what the the Greek says or what the New King James says, but the the Greek word means that he snatched him or he grabbed him or in other in other words, it, it was a quick, it was an intense and a quick action on the part of Jesus. Peter's going under, and Jesus grabs him. He stitches him and lifts him up. And when you feel like you're going under, turn to Jesus and cry out to him like Peter Lord, save me. And he will snatch you, and he will grab you out of the jaws of death, out of the jaws of the enemy. Oh, somebody today, you probably need to do that. Turn to Jesus, cry out to him. So then uh, both Jesus and Peter walked back to the boat together. The Bible says that when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. In other words, it became quiet and peaceful. Then those, this is Mark 14, 33, says, Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him. Oh, really? Yeah, they came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, 
You are the Son of God. The expression Son of God is an expression of deity. Because what they're saying is that they're, they're saying that you have come forth from God. We're not talking about God having sex with some other heavenly mother or something like the Mormons believe. No, they're basically saying you do not have, you didn't come forth from any human parentage. Your origin is with God. You have come forth from God. You are God incarnate. You have come forth from God. And they claim. They worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. And Jesus accepted the worship. A very powerful, implicit statement of his deity, of his godhood. Oh, my friends, Jesus, yes. He is the son of the living God. He is the promised Messiah. He is God incarnate. He is, he is God. He was and is God in human flesh. He became one of us for our salvation that he might redeem us. He came where we were that he might take us to where he is. Don't miss out on this wonderful salvation. If you want to know more about this wonderful Jesus, hey, check out my book, Discovering the Real Jesus. There's a link to it there uh, close by to where you're listening. And uh, what I've been sharing with you is from chapter nine of my book just released called Discovering the Real Jesus. It's available on Amazon and our website at eddiehot.com. And I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we continue talking about Jesus claimed to be God. God bless.